Hey, it's Jennifer Jones. Friends call me JJ. This platform is designed for a new leader that wants to become a great leader in the modern workplace. Over the last 15 years, I've learned valuable lessons that I want to share with you to get you there ASAP. When the leader gets better, we all get better. It's Monday again. Welcome to the Virtual Leadership Coffee Chat. If you don't already have it, go grab that cup of coffee, maybe that cup of tea. If it's a little late at night and you want a glass of wine, it's all right with me. You can always push pause. Let's go. In today's chat, we're going to walk through the top five things to get you started to be a more effective leader this year. Finally, you've been working so hard for this new role, the opportunity to lead people. You've always asked for the opportunity to develop yourself to be a better leader, and now you're a leader. Or perhaps you ended last year and you said, you know what, in 2023, I want to be a more effective leader. In today's chat, I'm really going to focus in on what I believe are the top five things to get you started, either as a new leader or to become a more effective leader. First, you have to get organized. You might say to me, JJ, I'm organized. I got a planner. I got a schedule. I'm good to go. But what you will learn is, is that when you begin to manage people, the level of preparation, the level of organization, the level of planfulness that you need when it comes to your schedule goes to an all new level. In future episodes, I'll share more perspective on that. But you want to get organized. The second thing that you want to do is listen and observe first. My grandmother used to say that we were given two ears and one mouth for a reason. You should be listening at least twice as often as you're talking. Sometimes when we get into new roles as leaders, we believe that our effectiveness is driven by how much we say, how much we direct, how much we tell. But the reality is, is that your effectiveness as a leader is very much focused on how much you observe and ask questions, which is actually my second point. You should ask questions first before beginning to give direction. And those questions should be generated out of sheer curiosity. How do you get those people that you're leading to think beyond what they're thinking today by asking thought-provoking questions? Again, I'll deal with this later on this year. The third area that you want to focus on is you want to be humble. What do you mean, Jennifer? Again, you're a new leader, Or maybe last year you got really good reviews from your leader and you're thinking, hey, I'm great. The reality is, is that one, if you're a new leader, you've never done this before. And so you might have seen leadership. You might have assumed that you knew what leadership was, but you actually have never done this before. And so you must remain humble. Here's the other thing. Maybe you have been leading folks for a couple of years. We can always get better. And so when I say be humble, remember that there's still so much that you can learn. Keep yourself in a position of vulnerability because that's where learning takes place. And last but not least, which is what I'll focus in on today, is get to know your people. What do you mean by that, JJ? I talk to these people every day. I hang out with them. I know how many kids they have or whatever. No, get to know them and what motivates them. And that will be the focus of today's chat. Every single one of us are different. We are all individuals. Um, I think one of the biggest mistakes I made as a new leader is that I just assumed that everybody was like me. Funny, right? 
Um, and so I, I managed people, assuming I was managing myself. And I laid expectations for people, assuming that they were me. I think one of the greatest lessons I learned from one of my mentors is that no one's like you, Jennifer. And in order for you to be an effective leader, you have to understand the individual. Recently, T.D. Jake said that if you're going to deal with me, you have to study how I think. And that's somewhat difficult, right? Because many of you might say, well, I know them. I, I interviewed them. I know their family. I know how, what they're working on. I talk to them once a week. But I think one of the things that we struggle with often is really understanding how people think. What, what motivates an individual? And I think as a leader, I think oftentimes we sell ourselves short by not really understanding that. We often have a tendency to judge people as if they're working with our brain. And sometimes we think, well, if they didn't think like us, they must be difficult to manage or maybe they can't be developed in this area. But we're really not thinking about the fact that they're thinking with a very different brain. One of the things that I think is important as a leader and that's really powerful is to leverage tools that are available to you. There are a multitude of personality tests, Myers-Briggs, um, Voices by Giant that you can use with your team to really leverage what folks have done to really study human personality, human thinking, human behavior, and be able to distill that down to something that you can leverage to better understand your people. And so I would just highly suggest that you think about that. I'll focus in on one tool that I've used um, by Effectiveness Dimensions. If you've got um, some curiosity, please go out and check out his website. He's got Top Gun Training. Shout out to John. This tool that he uses is called an Interpersonal Preferences Profile. And it's super simple. It's based on how people respond to questions around um, the words that resonate with them. There's no right or wrong answers. I think the beauty of this tool that I use is that it's quick. Um, it's relatively inexpensive, and most folks that have taken it, and I can, I'm, a, I'm a living witness of that, most folks that have taken it actually have seen that like whatever that the tool came out with actually resonates with them. And so really what it's based on is, is styles and how people prefer to communicate, which I would say is one of the areas that as a leader, I think it's super important for you to understand how do your folks like to communicate? How do they engage with information? The one thing I like about this tool is that they basically give you styles based on gemstones. And I think the beauty of that thought and that concept is that everyone is unique and gemstones are precious. There's not one gemstone that's better than the other one. And they all are creating an array of beauty that I think is important. And so I think leveraging a gemstone is really important as you think about personalities because there's not one personality that's better than the other one. And we need all. We need all types. So I'll focus in on a couple today, and I'll deal with a couple, maybe a couple more in an upcoming uh, podcast. But I'll, I'll deal with the one that I am, and it's, it's the Ruby. And their core preference is to be in control. Um, they prefer fast-paced, achievement-orientated, and comfortable with risk. I think one of the easiest ways to, to think about a Ruby is someone that likes to, to speak and receive information in sound bites. A really good testament that I've learned through the time of, of, of applying this tool and really kind of study pe studying people is that they're the type of folks that if the email requires a couple of scrolls, they're probably not going to read to the bottom, but that they actually read sound bites. So they're the folks that love bullets, right? They also are the type of folks that actually want to get direction for a project or a task and be sent on their way. Not a lot of micromanaging. Don't overwhelm me with information. Just give me what I need to get done so I can check it off my list. 
very decisive, tend to make decisions very quickly, result-oriented, has a sense of urgency, right? However, sometimes that personality can come off a little bit abrasive and a little bit blunt because they lack the patience, and I can say that with conviction, lack the patience to sit through all the details. You can see how how I said sit through all the details. They lack the patience to really get into the information. They just want to go get the work done and get it checked off their list. Another style I want to focus on is the Emerald style. I think it's going to be important as I illustrate an example of, of my own leadership style. That, it, that style really likes to deeply analyze a situation. Now, they are the type of individuals that will get an email that might require a couple of scrolls, and they are likely to read to the bottom. They're the type of folks that like to show up to a meeting and know what's on the agenda. They love you if you've given them a pre-read and if you've given them time to really sit over the information before they show up. They're also the type that if they show up to the meeting and they did not get that information in advance, they're not necessarily going to be prepared to make a decision in that moment. They are highly conscientious, very logical, make decisions based on facts, very detail-oriented. However, sometimes folks might see them as indecisive, mainly folks like Ruby's, like, come on, just make a decision. Or they might be seen as overly cautious because they want to know all the information before making that decision. So let me walk you through a time where this dynamic between a ruby and an emerald really reared its head, right, for me as a leader. And I want to showcase the importance of knowing your people. So as I stated, I'm a ruby, right? If you look at my inbox, I aim for inbox zero. Like if I end the week and I have more than two emails in my inbox, I might need to be committed. Um, I also am the type of person that like to just get things checked off the list. I don't like a lot of details. Um, and so that's just how I'm, how I'm wired, right? I had the fortunate opportunity of leading an emerald. And I had taken my team through this interpersonal uh, profile. So we had begun to learn about each other and our styles. So she was an emerald, extremely conscientious. She managed all of our our trade show uh, booths and all of our events that we did with customers. So her role and her conscientiousness was really critical for a, a very you know solid customer experience. Well, anyways, I had, you know, in a meeting, typical one-on-one, I had asked her to go do something. I believe it might have been a change, a trade show booth. Let's just go with that. And in typical Ruby fashion, I gave her bullets. Hey, go do one, two, three, four. And I sent her on her way. So you have to remember that I'm her leader. And in that scenario, she walked away with the limited information I gave her and went on to conquer the project. A week went by and she came back and it was clear that what was in my head was not translating into the work that she was doing, and we kept missing each other, right? Fast forward again, I gave her yet another list of, of I, here's what I want you to go get done. Very again, speaking in bullet points, go center on her way. A week later, she comes back. We're still off. Now, here is the greatest gift she gave me, managerial courage, meaning the ability to say with courage, hey, I have a problem, help me out, to her manager, She said to me, JJ, I'm an emerald. I need more information. I don't know what you want from me. And in that moment, I realized I had been leading her and guiding her, assuming she was a a ruby, when in fact she was an emerald. And I was dissatisfied with the product because as a leader, I wasn't meeting her where she was at. And so this is the power of getting to know your people. 
And I would highly suggest you to go and seek out some type of tool. There's a number of tools out there. You can set up a session with me and I'm happy to walk you through some options. There's a number of tools out there that you can leverage to get to know your people. But before you begin to lead someone, you have to get to know them. And I would just challenge you to dive deeper into that. Next week, I'll give you one more example of a third personality type called a sapphire. And this individual is our what I like to call my social butterfly. They know everyone's children's names. They love to celebrate what happened over the weekend. And if you don't meet them where they're at, they will feel alienated. But I'll give you more of that next week. Have a great week, y'all. Yeah.